What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to a special Saturday edition of the Big Movie Boys podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Baum, and with me as always is Bob Liebel. What's up, motherfuckers? And Ben Stitch. Happy anniversary, boys. Today we're doing something a little bit different. Obviously, normally the podcast comes out on Monday. We're doing a special edition for the Oscars, however, a little peek behind the curtain. Normally we would record on a Friday or Saturday. The episode comes out on Monday. This week we're kind of getting screwed though because the Oscars falls right in the middle on Sunday. We wanted to do a big movie boy challenge around the Oscars. So we figured we'd get this one out a little bit early. That way our predictions are out there before the Oscar show actually happens. So this is strictly going to be about the Oscars, probably going to be a little bit shorter. The rest of the episode, a little more standard, will come out as scheduled Monday at noon. We'll be reviewing Mortal Kombat as well as a few other things. But boys, let's get into our special Oscars edition here. Just before we get into our challenge, what do you guys think of the Oscars, maybe award shows more generally? Do you normally watch them? Do you plan on watching them this weekend? I'm going to watch them this weekend for sure. I'm pretty big on award shows. I like the Grammys, I think, more than I like the Oscars, just because I think it's more easy for me to listen to, like, I think I find myself listening to more of the music that I hear in the Grammys and that are nominated for in the Grammys than I do, say, something like the Oscars. Like, for example, this year, I don't think I've seen any of the best pictures. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but honestly, though, if it is, like, I think maybe two years ago or the year before, whenever Parasite was out, I had seen most of the uh, best picture nominees. I'm telling you, that was a great year. It was 2019. 2019. If you have seen every every movie or at least a majority of the movies that they talk about in the Oscars, the Oscars is fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to watch and root for the movies that you like, especially because it's a, it's almost like validation because you're like, I really like that movie, and so do these critics. You know, so like that's what I, I kind so of do enjoy. a bunch of old white men. Yeah, but that well, uh, yeah, but that's what I enjoy about award shows, whether it be the Grammys, the Oscars, maybe even the Emmys. Sometimes if it's just something that you've seen and you like. And then it gets that validation. It makes you feel better about yourself. But yeah, I like and all the uh, hard work you put into all, watching yeah. it. Yes, yeah, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob, you said uh, rooting for the movies that you like, which leads leads me to my point that in 2016, that's when I stopped watching the Oscars because oh, I La La Land was screwed. I love Moonlight, but it it. it it was like being told you won something and then immediately took it away. It was just like, I, it, it felt like I worked on La La Land. I thought I was going to go up there. But uh, yeah, so since then, I haven't even really watched the Oscars. I'll watch it this year, but that's more so because we're doing this game and I'm like super competitive yeah. about it. So I'm just excited to see it like that. But normally, I don't think I usually step. It sucks because I like the, the last four or five categories are the ones you want to watch, but I don't feel like staying up till like 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah, exactly, to watch those ones three hours in you don't care anymore you know who wins best actor exactly which is why i don't really tune in at the beginning like i i usually watch the monologue i feel like but then after that i'm like i don't really care who wins like they'll get, but they'll give you a big category film or something. Yeah, but they'll give you a big category to start with in the first like, 35 they like minutes the like, yeah and they're like hey best but they always say and coming up soon best picture and it doesn't come up for <laughs> literally two and a half hours yeah i uh i don't think i watched the oscars very much at all up until just like the last couple of years and that's strictly because i've found like in following more youtube channels and podcasts that talk about movies some of them will do like watch alongs for the oscars like streaming on twitch or whatever so there's one channel i follow your movie sucks 
in particular the last two years, I think, I've been watching his streams that he does, like, simultaneously alongside the Oscars, so that makes it more tolerable when you're listening to people just kind of riff over the Oscars and make jokes as it's going on. But, yeah, I mean, Bob, I get what you're saying. I don't personally need that validation. I do like when movies that I like win, obviously, but if... So you do need the validation. I don't need it, though. You crave it. Do you like award <laughs> shows, though? Like, I love award shows. Generally, no. I, I just like when a, a person gets a good slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I watch, like, the red carpet, too. Oh, uh, no, I definitely... I watch all that I shit. I don't watch any of that bullshit. I, I, I like it. when there's a good host, like if Ricky Gervais is hosting the Emmys or Golden Globes or whatever it. the hell he hosts like, all the time. Uh, I just did the Grammys, Trevor Noah. He's just fantastic. He's taking over the world right now. Like I'm, I'm much more likely to watch a compilation of you know best jokes of the night or the monologue or whatever. But yeah, that's fair. Generally speaking, not huge into award shows. Um, but that being said, we're gonna get into our Big Movie Boys presents. Who is the biggest movie boy challenge? Where we are going to try to predict the winner of every Oscars category. Which can work is we have. Selected one movie to win each category. We're going to run through all of them. Some, I'm sure, will have more to say than others. And, uh, what is there, 23 total? 24? 23. Ooh. And, uh, so, if you want to play along, we'll tweet out, probably right before the Oscars on Sunday, all of our selections. And then as the show goes on, you can see live who's going to be winning, who's going to be losing. It, it will be me winning. I guarantee victory. And uh, obviously, whoever gets the most correct will win. Whoever gets the least correct will lose. If there's a tie, we'll have to figure it out. Um, the punishment review is not going to be out on the episode that comes out on Monday. We're not going to have enough time between Sunday and Monday to watch a movie and review it. So, Especially at the clip I watch movies. Yeah. So <laughs> next week, on the 3rd, I believe, that Monday is when we will have our punishment review. To keep it on... Uh, on topic, I guess, on theme for the review we'll be doing in the real episode. The punishment review for the week after will be Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the sequel to the original Mortal Kombat. I'm sure it'll carry through smoothly from this new Mortal Kombat movie. So look forward to that in a week. Let's get into our first category here. Uh, we're not going in the exact order of the Oscars because I don't know what order the Oscars goes in. We're basically going from what we consider kind of the least interesting to the most interesting. Starting with makeup and hairstyling. Bob, what are you choosing for this category? Yeah, this is one It was a lot of deliberation went into this. Because, you know, I'm a huge fan of every one of these movies that are all nominated. But I had to go with Pinocchio. Mostly because I know that Pinocchio has a big, long nose. And if Pinocchio has a big, long nose, that means a makeup artist or a hairstylist had to somehow transpose that onto the screen. So Probably I'm gonna go with not the hairstylist, but... Anyway, I haven't seen it. Gotta think that was CGI, but I like it. Mm, no, I think it's, it's the Oscars, man. Practical effects rule the world. Not best, best visual effects, this category. Yeah, this one's easy for me. Going with Ma Rainey. Did not see this movie, but every time I looked at it, everyone's hair was great. It was in great form. This one's easy. That was a good pick. I considered it as well. Instead, I decided to go with a movie I don't know anything about. Hillbilly Elegy. Terrible pick. I gotta think, based on the name alone, good makeup and hairstyling in it. Yeah, it came out on Netflix. It did. So did Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Get the fuck out of town, really? Yeah. When? I don't know. <laughs> Heard that Cut was bad. <laughs> I had to pay for that. I didn't know that was on Netflix well, either. Fuck, fuck me. Yeah. So, uh, 
Okay, guess we'll see uh, which one wins that. <laughs> I didn't see... I these first couple are going to be rough, yeah, folks. Be yeah, uh, not a category I felt strongly about. Let's move on to costume design. Ben, what did you think for costume design? Did you go with the same train of thought? Yeah, so I, I almost went with the favorite here, which is, again, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I watched Mank, and I think I'm going to pick Mank a bunch here. I just love the old-fashioned style. I, I know Ma Rainey's is old-fashioned, too, like that, but... I don't know, just seeing it in action, I'm, I'm just going to lean more towards Mank. Uh, I'm going to steal your train of thought from the first one. I'm going Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on this one. Again, haven't seen it, but you were saying the hair looks good. I thought those costumes looked great, at least in the one or two commercials I saw for it. Bob, are you thinking the same thing with Pinocchio in the first round? Nah. <laughs> so I kind of agree with both of you on both parts. I, Mank is nominated for a lot of things, so I think that's never going to be a bad pick. Uh, but from what I did see of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, yeah, their costumes looked, uh, I'm assuming, uh, whatever time period appropriate, thought it looked pretty good. <laughs> what time period, Bob? <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> Bob's mindset early on, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, no, but I, I picked Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Who was the costume designer, Jay? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. You don't know the work of Anne Roth? I, I already <laughs> scrolled away from that category. All right, let's scroll down to production design. Ben, I'm, I'm just going to be one step behind you, I guess, this whole time, because for production design, I went with Mank. For the same reason Bob uh, brought up Ma Rainey's Black Bottom in the last one, I thought they very much captured that, was it 20s? 30s? What year is Mank? 30s and 40s. 30s, 40s. I thought it all looked very good. Um, so I, I, like, and as Bob said, Mank's up for a lot. It's got to win something, right? Right. So, Bob, what'd you have for this one? So I, uh, we were talking about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Mank. Uh, I decided to throw in Sleeper Pick here because I don't know what it's about, but somebody gets fucked every year, so I'm going to go with The Father. Don't know what it's about. That you don't need to. That sounds good. I know, you, I know it has good the, production design look great. Off of a name like The Father, production design, yeah, that's, that's intertwined hand in hand. I would say, if I win that one. That's actually, I think that's actually a pretty good pick. I was considering that as well. Um, one of the few things I know about the movie, so I haven't watched the movie, but it's about a guy, an old guy with uh, Alzheimer's, and it's like through his perspective. And apparently, it mostly takes place in a house, but the house changes a lot based on the guy kind of losing his his faculties and not remembering where stuff is. So sounds like maybe, good production design. Maybe that'll uh, be a point in the decision factor of the. Academy. Academy was the word I was trying to come up with for six words there. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, right? you're up. Uh, uh, yep. I also want to go with Mank. It is the favorite in this category, but I'm going to go with another one because I think, just thinking back, this was one of our favorite movies of the last year. I'm going with Tenet. I feel like they had a lot more to do with their bigger sets. I, I know the Academy probably doesn't uh, love that as much as what they do in like Mank or The Father or stuff like that, but hey, it's uh, it's got a shot. I would go with... I, I want to vote for Tenet in one thing, and this is like the only thing I can vote for, I think. And for everyone listening at home, if you think Ben's just being a sarcastic asshole like I thought for a second when he keeps saying the favorite, it, he's actually looking at the Vegas odds for each of these categories. <laughs> it may be a cheap way of picking, uh, picking it here, but I'm not going straight chalk here, Jr. All right. Next subject, one very close to all of us. Uh, this is going to be tough for any of us to pick. Documentary short subject. Bob, how did you even begin to make a decision on this category? 
Yeah, uh, documentary short subject. I went with... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's deciding right now. <laughs> yeah, for this one I went with uh, The Hunger Ward. Because I had this picked ahead of time and I did not forget to put this on my list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the one I put a lot of thought and effort, Hunger Ward. Sounds like Hunger Games. Everyone knows that's a good movie. Uh, yeah, Hunger Ward, documentary short subject, is going to win the Oscar. Jared, maybe uh, go ahead and put in uh, your pick here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did neither of you uh, go ahead and pick Why this Why is this one? not on the odds list? I got best documentary for a feature one. I'm yeah, I for that feature. one. I didn't. I that didn't one must, I fucking but know I went the answer this, to. I went off the same thing Jeremy's looking at, so I must have just skipped right over this. Uh, yeah, so I just went with A Concerto is a Conversation, because I thought that was the coolest sounding title of them all. I don't know anything about any of these. So that was I'd be shocked a, if any of us did. Total shot in the dark. We'll see how it plays. Yeah, this one, not coming up on my list. Not really sure what to pick. I'm not going to play it safe, though. I'm going with a love song for Latasha, because... I heard it was good. Latasha's great. I met her once, and she was a <laughs> great woman, so I think it could have a chance at winning. All right, well, you guys were over-prepared for documentary feature. Ben? Let me go first for this one. Don't even need to look at my, uh, my odds list because I just watched this this past week and I'm going with My Octopus Teacher. It was super fucking good. I don't, I don't even know the odds for this one, but that one was, uh, that was enjoyable to watch. You actually watched it? I'm, it was like a great... You know how you throw stuff on before you go to bed and you don't even care if it keeps playing? I had to pause that shit so I didn't miss anything. What was it about? His octopus teacher dude it's about this guy who just uh he's a burnt out filmmaker and he lives in south africa so then he lives right by the ocean and he goes back makes friends with this octopus and then just kind of watches her life every day and it's fucking wild that's depressing um yeah that's the only one of these i'd even heard of and that was originally my pick i changed my pick to collective and i won't say why until bob locks in his pick because i don't <laughs> want him to steal it from me i went with crip camp I assume that's about the Bloods and the Crips. Um, I know who they are, so that was the reason it got my vote. Fuck it. I, uh, I picked the Collective, or just Collective, because it's also nominated for Best International Film feature, Ooh, I believe. That's kind so, of just doing your homework right there. I've never done that. That was literally just reading ahead in the other categories. It came up again, so. Let's move to Short Film Animated. Uh, another category that was very difficult to pick because I had not heard of any of these. I took a shot in the dark, and I went with Burrow. Don't know what it's about. Don't know if it's good, but I think that's what the Academy is going to be picking. This one's easy for me. I also did not watch any of these, but I will go with. I just and, and these ones I like to go with the longest title. If anything happens, I love you. I I, I it feels like a winner to me. Yeah, I went with Opera. Shortest title. <laughs> Two different strategies. We'll see which one pays off. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be one that none of us picked. Bold but, strategy, Cotton. How about for short film live action? Bob, what did you have for this category? I went with uh, Two Distant Strangers. All about all I have to say about that. I <laughs> just literally shot in God the dark on this dude. one. This is not on my list either. Jerry, did you do you know anything about these? No, I've not seen any of oh, these yeah. short films. Two However, distant. I'll just jump in and say I also picked Two Distant Strangers for absolutely no reason. You know what? I don't feel like missing out. If uh, you guys get it wrong, I'm going to go <laughs> Two Distant Strangers on because this Strategy-wise, that's a good idea. <laughs> so this category is a wash when Two Distant Strangers does not win. 
Uh, what do we got next? Let's go with International Feature Film. I know we've watched a lot of these. We've reviewed a lot of these on the podcast as well. Uh, ben, what did you pick for International... Or sorry, what did Vegas pick for International <laughs> Feature Film? This one is on my list. I'm not going to go with Collective, but just based on it being in another category. I thought that was interesting. I'm going with Another Round because it is the favorite. Hey, but it's not a huge favorite. I'm glad to hear that because I also just picked Another Round because... Uh, it was from Denmark. I thought that was a good country to win international feature film this year. I went with uh, The Man Who Sold His Skin out of Tunisia. Yeah, pl- Great uh, country. 25 to 1 odds. It's going to be tough. <laughs> I'm betting on that at Chino tomorrow, too. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some categories that maybe we will have some opinions on. Mm. Although, it doesn't <laughs> sound like Bob has watched any movie that's been nominated. So let's get to sound. Uh, for sound, it's going to sound like a cop-out. I want the sound of metal. Does it? Is it because it has sound in the title? No, not entirely. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm going to uh, double down there. Sound, sound. I mean, that's bulletproof logic for me. Also, this is probably the number one movie out of uh, anything that I've seen on these lists that I really want to watch. You guys have both seen it. Um, I think I would like this. So, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I'm annoyed because uh, it is the favorite, but that's not the reason I picked. I watched this. I finished this movie today, and it was the way they did it. In other movies where there are deaf people, it's like they just show other people talking and them not really understanding. In this, like you get every sound, you kind of follow along with him the whole time. You feel like you're deaf, and you you get the frustration he lives with. And this movie, just like it, it was like really sad, and it was a really good movie. I thought it was Riz Ahmed was fucking amazing in it, and it should win best sound, which is ironic because a lot of it is not sound, but the way they utilize it is really remarkable. That's what I was thinking. Almost the way you just described it, I was like, if it's nominated for this and it's also nominated for best picture, I'm assuming they do that well. If I knew what the premise of I assume they had to have nailed it. Why else would they be here? So sorry to make that a wash, but I think that's a, that's a good one to have as a wash. I also, like in previous years, there's been categories for sound editing and sound mixing. Typically goes to the same movie. I guess they just finally acknowledge the fact that the it's Academy the doesn't know the difference between the two. And a lot of cases, these technical awards, it's supposed to be best sound, but same with like editing. A lot of times it's most sound. And this movie, I think, has the most sound. That's so. where you notice sound the most. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a safe bet. Let's keep the, uh, the sound theme going with Music, original score. Um, what do you think is going to win for original score? Yeah. Um, so for music, original score, I put Speak Now. It's not one of the options. That's an interesting choice considering it's not nominated. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is my pick for music, original song. <laughs> for music, original score, I have News of the World. I remember the commercials for that. It has Tom Hanks in it. That guy is always winning awards. I mean, I know he didn't come he, up he with did the original the music score, for this movie as well, yeah. But I assume they're probably just like, hey, Tom Hanks is in it, let's throw him a bone. Interesting. Um, for me, this is tough because I've seen The Five Bloods, I saw Mank, I didn't see News of the World, but because Bob picked it, I don't want to have it. But I think I'm going to pick Soul. Minari's the one I haven't seen here, so it's like, it's scaring me a little bit that that might win, but Soul, I remember just like a lot about jazz. And I remember it having like a fun soundtrack, so maybe they'll give us like one fun one this year. That. So I'll take that one. You got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on here twice. Two different movies. I went with Soul as well, though. I feel like 
music was kind of an important part of that movie. Definitely played into the themes of the movie, so I think uh, that could be a factor in their decision, but who knows? You never quite know with the Academy, do you? Bob, you want to give us once more your uh, pick for <laughs> music original song? Uh, speak now, because uh, it's from One Night in Miami. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who also stars in the movie, is the, I think he sang this, according to the things that I see on here. I think he's also oh, a musician. Lyrics by. He, lyrics? May, he may have sang it as, oh, music and lyrics by. Yeah, so I assume, I don't know, I, I'm, just, I'm impartial, because whenever I see something like this, I think about A Star is Born and how I was drunk watching the Oscars that one year, because I love that fucking movie so much. I was like, it better win, it better win. So I'm just thinking, hey, similar thing. You know, if you write the song, you perform the song, and you're in the movie... You got you to gotta somehow get this. That's good logic there. I'm going with Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. This movie stings me because I was a fucking idiot and waited to watch this on streaming. And then one day later, I, when I went to watch it, it was taken off the day before. Same, same thing happened to me. And uh, yeah, but her, she's pretty famous. Um, I got to think, Jeremy, you saw this movie, but I got to think there were some fucking bangers in this movie. And based off that, this has got to be a banger itself if it's coming out of out of those songs. Uh, yeah, this was my pick as well. Judas and the Black Messiah, my favorite of the Best Picture nominees. And, uh, yeah, uh, I basically, of the two movies I've seen from this list, I went with the one I liked more, so I picked uh, Fight for You. So, Ben, I feel like our lists are a little too similar. That's good for me. <laughs> or really bad. <laughs> or really, or bad. Or really a bad. distant third. Well, let's move on to writing adapted screenplay. Ben, you're... Uh, Read the book first, call it better than the movie kind of guy. What did you have for best adapted screenplay? Yeah, for me, I didn't watch any of these movies listed, so I went with what I think is going to win a lot of things this night, and that is Nomadland. Probably a safe bet. Um, I watched a few of these, two of these maybe. Um, but I'm going to go with The Father. I feel like that, and I haven't seen it, but just from what I've heard, I feel like it might be the best movie nominated in a it's lot three of these to one. categories. It's uh, the second favorite. But uh, I don't know that it's going to win everything. I think they might give it some of these kind of, so, you know, lesser awards so that they don't feel as bad about not giving them the big ones. That was also my thinking, Jeremy, because I saw this nominated for a lot of things. I also picked The Father. Um, but another reason why I picked The Father is it's also written by somebody named Florian Zeller. And when I first read Zeller, I thought it said Zellner. Like our good old degenerate friend, Jared. So I picked that strictly off of that. You know, when you're just basically scrolling through the nominees in the dark, like how I was, little things will stick out at you like that, and that's why I picked it. So, Honestly, that might be how most Academy voters yeah, vote. Yeah, possibly. I actually vote in the Academy. You guys didn't know that about me. I wouldn't be I think most Academy <laughs> voters have seen as many movies as we have. Probably. They don't have as cool of a podcast, though. <laughs> well, that's for damn sure. Move on to the other writing category, original screenplay. Uh, for this one, I went with Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't pick it for every category, but I wanted to pick it for a few. Um, I have seen the most nominees in this category, other than Best Picture, I think. And uh, for writing, I, I would say, personally, that Judas and the Black Messiah had the best writing of what I've seen. Um... I also picked Judah in the Black Messiah. Similar logic to why I picked Father in that I feel like it might not win the big one, but it's nominated for a lot of things, so maybe we'll get a consolation prize with uh, writing original screenplay. 
I want to vote for uh, Sound of Metal here, but there's not a ton of writing in it, so I don't think it'll it'll be able to make that jump. Um, for those of you wondering, Promising Young Woman is the favorite here, but I'm going to go with Trial of Chicago 7. I think it maybe had a bigger impact this year, so I, honestly, I don't really know much about Promising Young Woman besides uh, just knowing the face of the actress who's the 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 actress in it. But uh, other than that, I, I haven't really heard much stuff about this, so maybe that, that usually... is a uh, Big Movie Boys recommendation of the week, the week I watched it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, don't remember that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I'll be rooting for, for trial, of the, uh, trial of Chicago 7 on this one. All right, moving on to... Visual effects. Why do I feel like we all have the same pick for this one? Bob, what did you choose for visual effects? Uh, yeah, that was an easy one. Tenet. If it's a movie I've seen, yeah, I need to fucking... Yeah, uh, Tenet is the favorite. I, I know Bob wanted to go with Mulan, just couldn't really pull the trigger. I'm... Before I saw Tenet <laughs> on the list, I was like, ooh, Mulan! Like... But I'm also going with Tenet. The visual effects makes me almost wish I didn't do it for... Uh, I don't even know what... Prop? I don't even know what I voted for it production earlier. But design production or design or something. Yeah. yeah, but visual effects, they fucking crashed a plane into a building for real. So uh, I'm going with uh, Tenet on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make this category our third wash of the night. That's going to be Tenet for me. It's the one I feel most confident about. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I, it's also the only movie in that category I've seen. So why not Mulan, just go dude. with it I, I didn't watch that oh, yeah, I, just me Bob did. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I love how the category I've seen the most of which is two is <laughs> fucking visual, visual effects and the movies you saw were Tenet and the Mulan <laughs> remake yeah you should be proud of that Bob <laughs> move on to film editing Ben what do you got for film editing not looking at the favorites for this one I'm going with I think Nomad, Nomadland Jeremy, you watch this movie, right? I, I didn't watch it. I, it's on Hulu. I should watch it. I probably will, like, tomorrow now, but I just feel like that's up for, like, best picture, and editing is a big thing, and uh, when it comes to best picture, I think this is, like, the award that leads to the award. I think they're going to give it to it going with Nomadland. Uh, this is another category I've seen four out of five. I wouldn't say that the editing stuck out as being something super noteworthy in any of the four movies I watched. That being said, I picked Sound of Metal. Of the four I watched, I would say that that is the best choose. Who knows if the Academy will agree with me or if the father had better film editing. See, with Sound of Metal, I'm just a little confused because it's like, it seems a little more sound mixing. Is it is that the same thing as editing? Because it is technically editing the film. I, like, that one's tough to me. I... Mostly picked it because there's some good, like, montages in it that were very, especially towards the beginning, there's a little, like, kind of road trip montage that's pretty cool. Um, and I, it is the most recent one I've seen as well, so maybe it's just the freshest in my mind, but like I said, the other editing, the other movies didn't really stick out to me. Not They certainly weren't bad, they would have stuck out if they were bad, but didn't didn't stick out as being exceptional. Yeah, I, uh, I, I went with The Sound of Metal as well, not because I've seen it like Jeremy, just because it piqued my interest. Fuck it. Yeah. I try to diversify my picks. <laughs> All right, next category is cinematography. So for cinematography, maybe it's a cop-out because it's black and white. I went with Mank. It's, it's harder to do than you would think. It, it takes a lot of skill to create a movie that's not just black and white that looks good. 
But they really, I think, went the extra mile to make it look like a movie that came out in the 30s. They made it look pretty much like Citizen Kane, so I appreciated that aspect of it. Hopefully the Academy will as well. Um, I also went with Mank, uh, strictly off of my strategy that it's nominated for a lot of Whatever things. Whatever I pick, you should pick no, as well. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's nominated for a lot of things. Um, it'll probably win at least a couple of them. Honestly, Mank was nominated for so many things. If you had picked it for everything it was nominated for, I think you actually probably would have done pretty good in this. But uh, also it could get snubbed. You know, it might not win anything. But I just went with Mank. Obviously, I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, Nomadland here is the favorite at minus 400. Mank is plus 350. I would also love to go with Mank, if not, but I feel like we're doing too many of the same. So just for uh, to switch it up, I'm going to go with Nomadland. But Mank, Jared, just to kind of uh, piggyback on what you were saying. Yeah, it's it's black and white, but it just it it makes you feel like you are. Like, I watched this in my bed, just on my big screen TV. Like, I, it felt like... Flex. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, Jeremy. No, but yeah, I just felt like I was at the movies, though. It just felt like uh, one of those spectacle movies that it sucks you. I don't even think we. Uh, this is a Netflix movie. We really couldn't even see it in theaters anyways, but it just felt like a, a movie that was bigger than itself. And uh, I also didn't see Nomadland, but that's the favorite here, so fuck you guys going with Nomadland. I think that's a good pick as well. I, I considered Nomadland. But uh, for animated feature film, Bob, what were you considering? Um, animated feature film, um, this is the reason I wanted you to pull up the list. Um, I think I've seen on this one the most, tied for my most of any category with two. Soul and Onward. I've seen Soul and Onward, but I went with Soul just because I think it's a really, really fucking good movie. Without a doubt, out of the two of the, where on the five on the list, uh, yeah, it's the best one. Soul's really fucking good. That could have been nominated. Has there ever been an animated movie nominated for Best, best Picture? Toy Story, right? No, Toy Story was the first one to win. Jesus. First computer animated movie to win. But holy crap. Yeah, Soul's a really good movie. I feel like we didn't talk about that enough when we were talking about the, whatever, sound mixing or whatever we were talking about earlier. That's a really good movie. Soul, I think this is, I'm assuming this might be our third wash. Yeah, Bob, I'm going with you on this one with Soul just because it was a really fucking good movie. I also saw Onward, and it was like a it was like a fun movie, but it, and it's like a little sad at the end, right? And but Soul, it kind of cuts deep and makes you like genuinely think about it for the next week, which is kind of really tough to do, especially with like an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Over the Moon. Uh, I know someone who watched it. They said it fucking sucked. So uh, definitely not picking that movie. Jared, do you want to pick Over the Moon or go with us with Soul? Uh, I'm going to go with Soul. Pixar wins a lot of the time that they're nominated. Um, I will go on record, though. If Soul doesn't win, it'll be Wolf Walkers. Great name. So, I, I'm, I almost, you, you don't get points for that. I know. I almost want to go for it, but I'm going to be upset when Soul ends up winning because I think that's a pretty safe lock. Yeah. Soul is minus 5,000 for that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're, not <winning>. wow. <laughs> You're not winning any money on that. Bob, you want to go put five thousand? I'm five dollars in fucking get like a dime back. Yeah. All right, are we in the fun ones now? We're in the fun ones. Cool. Let's go with actor in a supporting role. Ben, who do you got? This is tough, mainly because I didn't see any of these movies besides Sound of Metal. But I don't think Paul Rachi is gonna win it. See the old guy? Who is he? Yeah, he's the yeah he's the older guy. Um. I think I'm going to go with Daniel Kalu in this one. 
because I just know that him and uh, Lakeith Stanfield kind of stood out, and um, Lakeith Stanfield's also in this, I know. You would think one of them might be a... Leading role. Leading role. Yeah, I, I know there was that like... Was kind of, that yeah. was kind of like backlash from that, like... But it's... It, when you make a movie like that, you, you more so want to win just an Oscar, and just to create buzz about it, so I think that... They think Daniel Kaluuya will probably wrap that one up. I think he's the more... He's been nominated before. Yeah, and he's actor. bigger in that I think he's bigger in that movie than Lakeith Stanfield's. Uh, Jeremy, you watched it, so you can maybe count. Oh, you didn't watch? I watched it, but I, w- I would say that Lakeith Stanfield is the oh, leading shit. actor in the movie. Well, fuck me then, but I'm going with Daniel Kaluuya in this one. I think it's between the Judas and the Black Messiah Do you boys. think that'll make someone else win then? Will they split the vote and someone that's, else creeps up? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to go to one of them. And I went with Lakeith Stanfield because I would say he's the leading actor. So if you put a leading actor in the supporting actor category, that's who I'm going to go with. I don't know what Vegas says on this one, but... It sides with me. It does, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about supporting roles, yes, Daniel Kaluuya is the best supporting actor. That's that's annoying then, though. I I wish in movies like this they would separate them. Like, how in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they they had Leo be the main actor and they had Brad Pitt be the supporting actor. And it's just... it's. They were in that movie a lot together, and but you could tell which one was leading. So I wish mo- like this movie would have separated them. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think if you go with just screen time alone, the key Stanfield has a pretty which sig- is what they judge it on, pretty right? Pretty significant time. lead on Daniel Kaluuya, though. Either way, I'm going Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Ben, uh, read me the Vegas odds on Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. is at plus seventeen hundred. So you're getting pretty good odds if you want to put actual money on it. He's uh, fourth. Keith Stanfield coming in at fifth. Sorry, Jer. Paul Rachi at third, which is kind of a shock. Sasha Baron Cohen also at 12, plus twelve hundred and flew at minus twenty five hundred. I uh, I strictly went with Leslie Odom Jr. here just because you love that he sang. Yeah, but I saw <laughs> one night Miami was nominated for a couple things. I just think about it like when I'm watching when I'm watching the Oscars. Whenever the big categories come around, it's never who I think it's going to be. So I strictly went with like this pick just because I was like maybe it'll be an upset. But the big ones, I feel like they almost like do like, hey, we owe you one. And Kaluuya didn't true. win and get out. That's and I, like, maybe this is their way of like nodding to him. Like, hey, you're actually really good in that other movie. Your too. logic kind of, that, that's why Leonardo DiCaprio won for Revenant a couple yeah. of years ago, which was not a good movie, but he's literally one of the greatest actors of all time. So I liked your guys' logic there. It almost made me switch last second, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Leslie Odom Jr. Let's get to officially actor in a leading role. I was pretty solidified in my pick for Gary Oldman after watching Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed, maybe could sneak by, but I'm going to stick stick with Gary Oldman. I think he was pretty damn incredible in Mank. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the old Heath Ledger treatment, and I think Chadwick Boseman is going to take home actor in a leading role. And that wasn't meant as a joke or to be mean, but like... He's a very good actor. Over the years, we just talked about how sometimes they give awards to actors that have been nominated for Best Actor before, and they didn't get it, and it's sort of like a nod to what they've done in the past. Chadwick Boseman, he's done so much. You know, I feel like it's going to be a cherry on top. From what I read about this, I actually did research on this, it looks like that he did a good job. I mean, he obviously did good enough to be nominated for Best Actor. I think he won the Golden Globe, right? Exactly. So it, I, I feel pretty good about that. I think it's kind of like a tip of the cap to him and his whole career. That's probably my strongest pick on no, yeah, and I should, I, like, I'm going to watch this movie now just because of, I, I, I really didn't hear that much buzz about it. I guess I didn't pay I just enough. learned it was on Netflix, so I, yeah. yeah, I'm going to watch it. 
But, like, I want to watch it because of that. I didn't watch it, and I want to vote for one that I did watch in this one, which is why I'm going with Riz Ahmed over Gary Oldman, Jer. I know I, I watched both these movie this, mo- movies this week, and I just thought Riz Ahmed had to do a little bit more than Gary Oldman. And I think they both did a great job. And, you know, I, I know this is like the first category where I know everyone in it, like Chadwick Boseman, right. Anthony Hopkins, Stephen Yun. And uh, I almost want to vote for Stephen Yun just based off uh, Invincible. But yeah. I, I can't do that. Or The so. Walking Dead. Yeah, or The Walking Dead. But I'm going to go with Riz Ahmed on this one. Yeah, that, uh, that'll that be an interesting one. I I think we all made valid points. I, I could see it going anywhere there. Uh, let's get into the actresses, starting with supporting role. Bob, who do you have for actress in a supporting role? I'm with uh, Amanda Seyfried and Mank. Just because my logic of Mank's nominated for a lot of things, it's got to win something. Fuck it. Um, yeah, I liked Mank a lot. I've been saying it a bunch, but uh, I didn't think she had to really do that much in it. I thought she was good, but I thought like Lily Collins was in it more. I thought she could have been like she wasn't as good as Amanda Seyfried. I thought, but I, I don't know. They kind of like split it between the two of them. I'm going with Maria Bakalova in this one. I wanted to because that movie was just a lot of fun, and I think it's more. I get it's more like um improv yeah, it's more improv than like acting at the at the end of the day which is probably why she won't win it debatably it, harder yeah it could be and i think she like really had to stick to her character and like in a lot of awkward situations and i don't know if the the academy is up to date with like that kind of acting yet maybe in like a couple years that something like that wins but maybe maybe this is the year maybe the, we, I don't think we they a couple years hard it is to, to improv. do what she did yeah. but i think it's enough validation that she was not Sasha and Barrett Cohen said that True. when it came out, he's just like, okay, like the shit this girl had to do, you know what I mean? Like she should be nominated. And she was. Will she win it? That'd be cool if she did. I, I considered it as well. I think it's just a little too radical of a vote yeah. for the Academy. So I went with the tried and true Olivia Coleman in The Father. I haven't seen it, but I imagine she did a good job. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> Fucking horrible. I imagine she did a good job. I <laughs> ain't seen any of these fucking movies. <laughs> we should probably watch these movies next year if fucking we do this again. Christ, dude. Oh my god, I love it. Guys, the Academy doesn't watch <laughs> the movies either, okay? They're doing the exact oh, same man. thing. This is how the movies get picked. Let's get to actors in a leading role. Then, who's your favorite leading woman this year? Yeah, so I watched... <laughs> Like the one you watched. I watched none of these movies. <laughs> Shit, I suck. But this is, uh, believe it or not, this is the only one with like, uh, th- these are the closest odds. So let me just read them through. Carrie Mulligan plus 125. Viola Davis plus 200. Francis McDormand plus 400. Andra Day plus 600. Vanessa Kirby plus 2000. I guess I'm just going to go with Viola Davis because I think she's the most like tried and true here. People um, know her the most. Yeah, this this one's actually tough for me. I wish I would have seen more of these. Like, I, I suck because when the Oscars come around, I'm one of those people, you know how the movies want the Oscars to win because then more people will watch them after. I'm one of those people they convince to watch after. So if like a certain movie wins a bunch of awards, yeah. I'm more likely to watch that movie. So I, I'm going to go with Viola Davis because I kind of feel like Ma Rainey might be a sleepy winner in this, and I hope I am like more encouraged to watch this movie after. I don't know if I want to pivot from what I have written down right now. I have Francis McDormand written down. Do I want to change it to Carrie Mulligan and call an audible? Those are the only two movies I've seen. And 
they both perform very well. Let me answer well. before so you don't talk shit to me. I'm picking Carrie Mulligan because I know who she is. That is fair. She's I, a really good actress. Yeah. I'll stick to what I have written down. I'll stick to Frances McDormand, but I may regret that if uh, Carrie Mulligan ends up winning. All right. We're getting to the, the two big ones. Get to uh, the best director. I, uh, I'm going to have pretty similar trains of thought for these last two categories here. I'm not going with what I thought was the best personally. I'm going with what I think the Academy is going to pick, and I'm going with Chloe Zhao for Nomadland for best director. Also directing The Eternals. So hopefully that'll play in my, uh, my uh, movie draft from last week as well. Looking at this now, and then obviously, like, everything that we've said throughout, I went with... David Fincher. I went with another round. Oh, wow. Went with a real sleeper Thomas here. Vinterberg, our favorite director. Yeah, I imagine the odds on him are kind of a long shot. They're, I, not, they're long shot, but they're not, like, plus, like, they're not 50 to 1 or something. When I picked it originally, I mean, it's not on here that much, but I, I don't know. I'm a shot in the dark on most of these, so I'm, I'm just going to go with it. That's not bad. I wanted to go with Mank here. I really did, but I know Nomadland is like like a, a big favorite in a lot of these. So, Jer, I'm, I'm going to copy you here and say Chloe Zhao. But even though I pick, I'm picking that now. I'm especially now that none of us voted for it. I hope Mank wins because I I really enjoyed that movie. All right, we're down to the final award of the night: the biggest, best picture. There are seven, eight, three, six, eight movies. Bob, let's just start. How many have you seen? Yeah. Um, none. <laughs> I've not seen any. You know, yeah, but how many movies of these do you want to see? Like, for, uh, for real, because there's like each year. The Black Messiah I want to see. The Father I want to see. Nomadland I think I want to. Sound of Metal is my number one. That's the one I probably will see. And Trial of the Chicago 7 I almost watched. But, yeah, I mean. That counts, right? Whoever no, wins is going to be. But I, I feel like best picture is like this category. Like they can nominate up to ten, and like each year, I'm like three of them sound good. One of them I've watched. This like, is the hardest one to pick. This one, yeah. Like, see, I've only seen Mank and Sound of Metal. The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I suck in this aspect where it seemed like too too deep for me to go into. With, with everything going on in the in the world right now, I just yeah. I kind of wanted to shy away from it, which is probably like a, a stupid reason to not see this movie. But I didn't want like so that's why I didn't. Black Messiah is a one day away. I, like I fucked up. That's on that one's on me. The Father I don't really want to see. Like Promising Young Woman I don't really want to see. Minari has spiked my interest. But like other than that, like I don't I don't know if I see one of the movies that I don't really want to watch unless it wins. Then I'm like oh shit maybe I should watch it. I watched six of these. The only ones I haven't seen are The Father and Minari. I would have watched those, but they're still at a $20 rental price, and I could not justify spending $40 to watch these two movies, although I'm sure I will watch them once they drop down. I waited for Promising Young Woman to drop down to 5 bucks before I watched that one, and the rest were all streaming, I believe. So, um, so yeah, I've seen six of the eight. I didn't think that there was a huge front runner. I wouldn't be surprised if Minari or The Father would end up being the one I consider the objective best after I watch them. I can say Judas and the Black Messiah was my favorite of the ones I watched. Maybe not objectively the best. I'd say Sound of Metal might be the one that I picked as best picture. But the one I think the Academy is going to pick, the one I'm locking in, is Nomadland. The, probably my least favorite of the six that I saw, but 
I think it's just what the the academy is looking for. I think that they're just going to play it safe and pick that one. I picked promising young woman. I don't know why, but I did pick it. So we'll see. Seventeen to one. That's not terrible. Nomadland is the favorite at minus six seventy here. Ah oh, man, this one sucks because. I, I was also leaning towards Nomadland, but I, like just finishing Sound of Metal, and I know this is recency bias. It was like a really fucking good movie, and it really moved me. Jared, when uh, give me some input real quick on Nomadland. When you watched it, were you moved? Did you like it? Like, did you feel like anything after? Have you thought about it after? Uh, I've not thought about it after. I thought it was pretty boring. I thought it was good looking, and I thought Francis McDormand was really good in it, but I just didn't feel like a lot happened. And it, it did not leave a lasting impression on me other than a few days of me being like, did I even like that movie? Like, just trying to, like, come to terms with understanding why there was so much hype around it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm now in between. I don't, I, Nomadland is the favorite. I don't think it's going to win. I, I don't think it's going to win. And uh, keep that, keep that framed for when I'm wrong one day later. And uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Mank here because it, it also feels like one of the, like, a classic and it, it was a really good movie, and I didn't like it as much as Sound of Metal, but it feels like a movie Academy voters are like, oh, that's fucking great. Like, it, it, feels, like a Murphy, uh, it feels like a movie that they fucking get off to. It, it just feels right up their alley. I'm going with Mank. I think that's fair. All right, boys, how confident are you feeling? Are you going to win? <laughs> are you at the very least not going to lose? Bob, you thought you were winning coming in. How do you feel now? Now that I know what the Punishment movie is, I don't really care. I, I was going <laughs> to probably watch it anyway, honestly. Damn. Well, that's going to be unfortunate when so Bob... So I don't give a shit. <laughs> when Bob loses and he enjoys his Punishment movie. I should have just that's went all chalk. Before. I should have went all chalk. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't, dude. I'm looking at these odds all night, but I didn't want to be an asshole, and I think some of these... Like, I don't know. Nomadland minus 670. How often should does that happen, though? Yeah, well, La La Land was supposed to win, and they fucking ripped it away from my hands, Bob. <laughs> no, I know we know that. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hopefully you enjoyed our little oscar predictions in a week after our regularly scheduled episode we will have our punishment review by that time we'll know who won and who lost so keep an eye on twitter we'll uh, post updates there in the meantime thank you for listening and your regularly scheduled big movie boys podcast will be out on monday we'll see you then